a Monday morning in Dreamers. You know what that means. Coming to you once again from the isolation station of love. This is Daz Does Disney. I am your host, Landon the Daz Doan, and I am joined not, as always, by my co-host, my tag team partner. In fact, this is a post-Thanksgiving gift, a special guest, if you were. Why don't we just go ahead and bring him in? You are familiar with his docile tones. His machine may be firing back up on that great big Patreon. Baby, it's my friend and yours. It is the podfather of this entire thing. It's Justin Monorail. Baby, what's up? Baby, happy Thanksgiving, baby. It's me. <laughs> it's Luther Vandross, and I'm back. Luther what? Vandross? <laughs> what is up, Landon? Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Nah, thanks for joining me, buddy. It's always uh, fun to fire up the uh, great, big, beautiful pod machine with you. It's uh, been a hot minute since we've uh, been able to do so. Uh, Steffers is taking her uh, her Thanksgiving break, and also she has this uh, weodding thing to plan for. Um, and apparently, what? I ha- I have some part in it. I'm uh, like I'm I'm just gonna show up and wing it, but I'll report back and see how that is. But uh, I'm glad okay. if Steffers can't be here and I have to be here, you can be here with. Me. Yes, of course. I, I am honored to be a Steffers understudy, um, <laughs> as she is a rising star in the podcasting and, and creator world, um, bringing in an old fogey, a, a retired superstar. I'll call myself a retired superstar, and now I'm going to stick my hands under my armpits and smell them like this. Mm, um, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> That's a joke yeah. for like seven people, and I'm one of the seven people, and I'm here for it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I I wasn't aware there was a big event for Steffers this coming week, but congratulations to her. Uh, that's news to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> she rarely mentions it, so you know I I can understand how it just slid right under the radar. It hasn't come up, but no, um, you know it's it's not only has it been a while since we've gotten together under the umbrella of Disney podcasting, it's actually been a little while since I've really plugged into Disney news. So I'm hoping you can bring me up to speed on what's going on around the Walt Disney World today. Okay, well, uh, in brief, everything is terrible and it's all on fire. <laughs> oh, so thank you for uh, joining us. We'll see you next week. Now, uh, <laughs> same as it ever was. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And uh, Diz Twitter is uh, just as crazy as always. So, you well, know. I wouldn't know uh-huh. because I am still suspended from Twitter. Are you still? Oh my god! The day you shut down the monorail <laughs> Twitter account is the day your personal Twitter account gets suspended. Do you want to tell people why you are no longer on Twitter.com? Well, it's because obviously I'm a controversial firebrand and people are looking to take me down. Um, and they is this knew it cancel was- culture? Do you want to say that cancel culture has finally come for Listen, you? Listen, the woke mob is coming <laughs> after me. and You've been it's talking out of to control. Joe Rogan about I it? I called Joe Rogan. I asked him what I should do, and he said, be strong. Uh, he also told me to take some horse tranquilizer or something. I don't know what's going on. It's horse um, dewormer, but uh, honestly, I'd rather take horse tranquilizer. That's just <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Well... You know, you're just talking about the counter vaccine culture. I'm talking about counter counter culture. Uh, you get that horse tranquilizer, and you also use horse shampoo. It's, it's good for your hair. I do have an amazing head of hair and a great sheen because of horse shampoo. Yeah, it's good stuff. Um, I can share the story. It's a little stupid. Uh, That's what makes it great. Basically, it was poor choices on my part. Uh, poor choice to participate in a dead Twitter uh, 
theme or a dead Twitter. Uh, it, it's it's it was like a it was it was something that was it was a viral thing that went on for a while where people were like, uh, "What are these people in the picture saying?" Wrong answers only. And remember that was fun like mm -hmm. two years ago. Those still pop up every now and then, but yeah, it's kind of a strike while the iron's hot situation. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's it's a dead trend at this point. Um, but the office, the official office, if you're familiar with the office TV show, they've got a Twitter account. Ah, yes. The BBC show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one. Um, I'm just going to plug it. I don't think they're responsible for this. Uh, it's at the office TV. They, they tweeted out a picture from the fun run episode of Dwight and Angela. And in the picture, Dwight is like all tensed up. He looks like he's about to be struck. And Angela looks very angry and she's yelling at him. As, so, as Angela's want to do. Mm -hmm. They tweet, what is Angela saying to Dwight? Wrong answers only. Shame on me for feeling like I was going to be funny in the moment. I decided I was going to respond to this and I was going to be hilarious. And I said, another thing that's, by the way, a, tr a bygone trend. Angela's saying to Dwight, hit the woe or I'll knock you out. Because it kind of looks like Dwight is doing the woe in the way he's tensed up. Also, no one does the woe anymore, and no one references the woe anymore. I'll be honest, I don't even know what the woe is. Well, it's a thing. You go like this, and that's okay. the woe. Okay, all right. Uh, <laughs> By the way, uh, referencing a, a dance move, great for an audio-based podcast. Please right? continue. I hope you all, you, you could visualize it, I'm sure. <laughs> so I said, hit the woe or I'll knock you out. I wake up the next morning to find that I have been reported for harassment and or bullying for the tweet. Yeah, <laughs> because I said, I'll knock you out. <sighs> well, actually, I said, Angela said, I'll knock you out. The fictional character of Angela said, I will knock you out to the fictional character of Dwight in response to the tweet from the office TV. Anyway, I appealed that decision. It was immediately upheld. Wow. The, so, the suspension so was immediately upheld. Like within 12 hours, I got a response that said, we've looked into this. And you indeed violated our rules of harassment and bullying. So, not to take that answer for an answer, I decided to reappeal because the only options are I can reappeal or I can delete the tweet. But here's the thing in the little terms and conditions of the delete, it says if you delete this tweet, you admit that you violated our terms and conditions. And mm, so at that I, I don't think you did anything wrong. Clearly, you don't think you did anything wrong. But if you delete it, you, I'm saying according to Twitter, you're admitting guilt. to doing something wrong. And I'm not about to do that because oh, I didn't no. do anything wrong. Uh -uh. So Twitter, I am standing strong. I have appealed. I will continue to appeal. I wish there was a Twitter Supreme Court that I could appeal to because I don't know. It's now been, oh, I don't know, four weeks that I've been suspended, I think. Honestly, I'm I'm kind of jealous of, of, of you being out of Twitter for, for a full-blown month at this point because uh, um, you being the bad boy of Twitter, I'm going to tell you something that uh, you're you're not going to be shocked at. Twitter, kind of a cesspool. But by I the know. way, follow me on Twitter, at Landoz, at Does Does Disney. So. I know. I know. It is kind of good. I have noticed that I've been in a somewhat better mood because I don't have access to all that negativity and grossness all the time. But... However, I do follow people that I like to see their tweets, including some like sports and news organizations. And there are times that I'm like, I just like to get in there, but I'm going to show Landon here on the video what happens if I try, try if I try to open the Twitter app 
it goes immediately to this and it says thanks for your appeal wow i can't access anything on twitter so it's reminding you that 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 you're locked out because yep. of because of your tweet yep and there's a little thing at the bottom that says if you want to cancel this appeal just click here and you can delete your tweet i'm not doing it guys i'm not doing it i'm staying strong stay strong stay strong yeah fight the power hashtag uh, justice for justin yeah free the crutes that's hilarious <laughs> and it again it, it it's the day you deleted the monorail account it was yeah i'm mm. sorry for taking up half of the show talking about this but uh, no no i mean don't apologize this is this that was always my my favorite part of of when we would <laughs> uh when we would do the monorails when we would talk about anything other than disney news because quite frankly um there is some disney news uh some of it's most of it's light. There's a couple things that we probably do need to weigh into. So let's go ahead and weigh into let's the heavy it. stuff off the top. Uh, last week, Steffers and I talked about some announcements uh, coming out of the D23 Expo. But one of those things that uh, should have been talked about at D23, but conveniently was not announced at D23, was Disney's decision to pause most annual pass sales. It came out what 24 48 maybe 72 hours after d23 ended at disney world paused uh sales of three of the four annual pass offerings leaving the cheapest option the disney pixie dust pass as the only option but you're right you might remember the pixie dust pass is only available for florida residents and has the most restrictive blockout calendar sales are expected to be paused through the end of the year and resume sometime in 2022 and current pass holders will still be able to renew their passes once they expire uh, this news follows the pause of sales on the left coast of the uh, Disneyland Magic Key Passes and comes at a time when both resorts are expecting limited Disney Park Pass availability for their most loyal fans. Uh, Disney Park Chairman Josh DeMauro has previously stated that the Disney Park Pass system is, quote, here to stay so this is yeah. uh this is this is the future that we get to live in whether we like it or not and um i did say this is something that should have been announced at d23 i understand you you want all sunshine lollipops and feel good moments at d23 but at the same time this is something that should have been talked about and put in front of people where, where, where they, they, they have to answer questions about this as opposed to putting out a presser on the on the 21st of, of November. Be like, oh, by the way, here it is. Uh, enjoy Thanksgiving later later in the week. Right. You know, Disney's PR team is, um, I'm not going to say masterful, but I do think that they always try to manipulate the news cycle a little bit when they have announcements that aren't going to go over well. And we've seen in the past, that they make announcements late under the veil of darkness at night when hopefully people are sleeping and they can't go to Twitter and well, I can't go to Twitter or, or any of the other social media and start a firestorm about some of the stuff that they're doing because they know uh, who was it that called us Disney nuts? The fans Disney nuts. Was it Chappie? It may have been Chappie um, that uh, we're, we're pretty crazy about this stuff and, <laughs> and, uh, Twitter mobs and social media mobs can can uh, sometimes get some things done and change some things. I mean, look at the Ohana noodles. Yeah, yeah. So I I think 
in order to try to manage that a bit, they try to, when they do have announcements that they are feel, feel like are going to go over like a Led Zeppelin, um, they, they withhold this stuff. But you're right. I mean, come on. Come on, Disney. Like, you knew this was going to be mm-hmm. something that people would have questions about and want to talk about. And, and to withhold it until after D23 feels like a pretty, pretty low. And, and I mean, y- you talked about how Disney's PR team, if they know they have an announcement that's not going to go over well, they'll slide it out there, kind of, in, to use your words, uh, in, in the cover of darkness. Uh, there is such a thing as called the Friday news dump. Uh, in, in my industry, that term means if an organization knows that they have to put out news that isn't going to be popular, they're putting it out at 3 p.m. on Friday when everybody is pretty much wrapped up business for the week. Everybody's already focused on the weekend. They've checked out. So by the time they get back in on Monday to be focused, fired up, ready to go, the news cycle has already moved on. They've, yeah. they've had a couple days of stuff to move that to the back page. Yes, it will still be talked about, but there will be something else that will replace it on the front page. This news came out on December 20, or excuse me, on November 21st. That's yeah. a Sunday. That Sunday. is the Sunday before Thanksgiving. And, and and here in America, most people, that's a half week. And, and most people, they go through the motions even more so than they normally <laughs> right. do because they know they just got to get to Wednesday, maybe heck even Tuesday in some people's cases, because they know they're taking Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, or at least Thursday, Friday in some people's cases. So I like, like this is something that Disney knew was not going to be taken in a good way. And I think this is why we got, we got yeah. this announcement the way we got it. And it's, it, it's, it's quite frankly disappointing because like, like it's, if, if, if you're not a Florida resident and you're not a current a- annual pass holder, tough stuff. You, I, I saw this sentiment shared several times on Facebook posts. And yes, this is on Facebook posts, so it's not exactly a scientific uh, experiment or whatever. Several people said, well, there goes my, uh, my, my uh, Christmas gift plans for my kids, for my family. I was going to get them APs for Christmas now i don't know what i'm gonna do and yes in the scheme of things you having to pivot to plan b for a christmas gift not the not the end of the world in the scheme of things but it still it still sucks and especially yeah. especially if if your family is diz freaks like like all of us like if, if you are those diz nerds and we assume they're coming back uh ap sales in 2022 um and i'll be honest i was kind of on the fence when it came to renewing my annual pass, when it comes up in April. Mm -hmm. And I'm still on the fence, but this move might actually push me more towards renewing it because I know if I don't renew my annual pass, I might not have the opportunity to jump back into the pool when Mm -hmm. I want to, because right now, the only people that have the option to re-up on or get a new annual pass our current annual pass holders but on the flip side i'm also kind of pissed off about this move because disney keeps upping the price and keeps nickel and diming us and taking away kind of what makes the annual pass worth it i mean part of what made the annual pass worth it was the ability especially if you were a local like you jay be like hey i 
I got nothing going on this afternoon. I'm just going to hop down to Epcot and walk around the World Showcase. Well, now you got to you got to you got to look and see what the park availability is, which, by the way, park availability for from here to the end of the year is is very, very scarce. If you don't already have that book, um, uh, they're taking away more perks as we go. Uh, prices are going up. We got uh, CEOs uh, making fat jokes about how how they're gonna they're gonna reduce uh, portion servings and be like, hey, maybe that's good for some of our chubbier uh, fans. It's just like it, it, Disney. What are you doing? I think, yeah, there's so much to uh, quote unquote di- digest about what's going on with Disney right hey, now. Hey, hey, but- stop making fat jokes, Jay. That's that's not funny. I don't want to take this off the plate, but I do want to say um, that it does feel like, and, and you know, maybe they were headed this direction. Here, here's what I, I'm going to give a little benefit of the doubt here. Maybe even pre-pandemic, Disney was headed this direction of finding more ways to increase profits, um, increase profitability by doing what we call nickel and diming, charging for things that maybe they didn't before finding new opportunities to charge for things, lightning lane and and the like, Um, you know, all this sort of thing. And maybe all that was in the works before Bob Iger decided he was going to be passing the torch. But it, it all definitely comes across as all this stuff started going bad when Chappie took over. I think, wasn't it like a week after Chappie took over a Jungle Cruise boat sank? I mean, (laughs) that was like a bad... (laughs) It was a bad omen. Yeah, it was a sign of things to come. And I just want to say, I've never been, I I clearly have never been a fan of of Chappie. Um, We're we're not uh, Snapchat best friends or anything like that. Um, And I want to, I I sometimes feel vindicated as time goes on and on because people are like, oh, all CEOs are are focused on money and profitability. They're not like thinking about the fans. And okay, I agree with that. But some of them have the magic touch to be able to do certain things, make changes in the company, and still get you excited about spending more money. I, 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 I don't think Chappie has that touch. I don't think that he has that delivery. I, I think he tends to be a little tone deaf. And that is reinforced by the fact that he would say something like, we're looking at increasing profitability by reducing portion size, which is probably going to be good for some guests' waistline. You never, ever say that. Ever. To be fair, that was not Chappie. That was uh, that was another lady. Let me pull up her name. But but I, I, I do agree. Uh, Chappie has the subtlety of a sledgehammer. He does not have that finesse where he can walk that fine line of being, being uh, you know, finance and budget driven while still getting you excited about stuff coming in the park. Like, okay. like I, I know there are people out there and other podcasts that are, you know, uh, giant fans of Josh tomorrow. I, I, I think he is the lesser of evils when it comes to the CEOs and the higher ups when it comes to Disney. I have more faith in Josh tomorrow than I do anybody else running around in the higher ups when it comes to uh, the Disney world hierarchy. Oh, you're right. I, I apologize. Let me let me apologize and be fair. It was Christine McCarthy, there who is go. the yeah. senior executive vice president and chief financial officer, who said this. However, this to me indicates the tone in the mm-hmm. C-suite. In the C-suite, yes. okay. And I'm not saying she's speaking for him. I'm not trying to excuse what that my mistake. But still, this is the executive mindset. 
And also, because, we're not saying that she looks like a cheap, made-for-TV version of Cruella DeVille on 101 Dalmatians. We're not saying that, because Diz Twitter already has for us. Please continue, Jay. <laughs> but what she said specifically was, we can substitute products, we can cut portion size, which is probably good for some people's waistlines. Oh my god. We can look at pricing where necessary. I mean, okay. It's just... Come on. Now, I do want to say, while we're talking about all this negativity swirling around, Bob Chapik was supposed to be at D23 and he didn't go. And they said the official statement was because he went to Bob Iger's like retirement party. Yeah, going, going away, away party. party. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's what I heard as well. Um, and, I, I mean, we don't want to jump into the, the realm of some other news, you know, organizations that wildly speculate on why he wasn't there. But it is it is kind of funny because it's just like, I mean, this is like your biggest expo that talks <laughs> about like what's going on with the company. I, I just don't know why you've got private jets. You can be bi-coastal in a day. And you know? plus, you knew when this was going to be months out. Right. So I just it's shocking that he wouldn't be there. And to me, that shows another layer of tone deafness. The the the. The guests that go, the D23 members, the, the fans of the Disney parks want to feel connected to the CEO. You have to remember what company you're in charge of. It's the Walt Disney Company. Was there ever a CEO who, was try, who tried to be more of the people than Walt Disney? So you put someone in that seat who's like, ah, I don't need to go to the expo. I don't need to talk to the fans. And like that, the D23 fans, those are the hardcore of the hardcore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh -huh. I'm, so I'm not I'm not going to speculate on why he wasn't there. I just think it was a stupid decision. See, I heard that Bob Chapik died and they had to replace him with the fake Bob Chapik and the, the D23 Expo was actually Bob Chapik's uh, funeral service a la Sergeant Pepper uh, Lonely Heart uh, Club. So and, and if you play Great Big Beautiful uh, tomorrow backwards, it says Bob's dead. Bob's <laughs> <Okay>. dead. <laughs> Bob's dead. I read it on Twitter, man. I that don't know what to be tell true. you. That yeah. must be true. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I, I do agree that 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 is a misstep. We're yeah. not going to get into, as you said, wildly speculating other than my fun theory that I just threw out there why he wasn't there. But that does feel like like, come on, man. It's just a bad decision. It, it is a bad decision. And and speak like we're, we're already talking about how park uh, reservations and park availability is going to be limited throughout uh, from here to the end of the year. There's some more uh, dates that came out this week that they're just flat out. No more dates available. Uh, December 20th, the 27th, 28th, 29th. 30th December 31st not that surprising December 31st is completely sold out we've always known that New Year's Eve is one of the busiest days in the Walt Disney World Resort additionally there is limited availability for the second half of December with Magic Kingdom completely sold out from December 31st from December 18th through the 31st keep in mind that Disney Park Pass reservations are fluid and reservations are added back into the system if guests cancel or drop existing reservations Disney previously released a statement uh, saying quote as always we remain very focused on providing a great guest experience as we continue to maintain attendance using our park our theme park reservation system certain tickets may be unavailable for purchase on select future dates including upcoming holiday periods based on reservation availability so um not really all that surprising just kind of confirming news that was 
coming down the pike. We know that d- the Christmas time of year, particularly the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day time in Disney is always crazy busy. That That is when you're getting your 10 out of 10 crowds if you want to use the touring plan mm-hmm. uh, system to gauge uh, park attendance. But uh, yeah, uh, so hopefully if you were planning on attending those dates, you already have your park reservation. Otherwise, um, maybe hit up Disney Springs or go check out Universal. <laughs> oh, man. You said the words. Yeah, yeah. You Things have changed. Things have changed. Uh, Daz does Disney is all inclusive, baby. Um, that's fine. Is now a good time for my hot take? Baby, go for it. You're, you're, you are the pod father of this entire thing. Well... I don't want to. I don't want to take you in a direction you didn't mean to go. But this is related to annual passes, and it's related to what's been going on overall at Disney, and then the Universal thing as well. So, my annual pass actually lapsed last week at Disney, and I think I'm still in the window where I could renew. I don't know how long that lasts, but I think they give you a grace period of a, a couple of weeks or something. I don't know if I can. I haven't even tried, and the reason is. I moved into a new house. I've got a lot of expenses. I was putting it off. The news of Disney pausing the annual pass sales actually came out after I, after my, like, I think it happened like right after, like the 21st. It was like right after my pass lapsed. Um, So I'm going through this big debate of, do I need to like call them up and go ahead and renew the pass? Or do I just say, you know what? I'll just wait and see when it reopens and hopefully be able to buy one next year at some point because I've got some other places that my dollars could be going and Disney has not been making me super happy with a lot of decisions they've been making over the last several months. Um, I'll tell you another thing. My universal passes also lapsed in November. Guess what I did? I renewed them. Wow. The universal passes are renewed. Number one, it was cheaper. Hold on. Number hold on. Th- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you heard that squeal. That was actually Steffers uh, uh, squealing in the background hearing that, but please continue. Um, and I always make the argument, you know, I just said the universal paths are cheaper. I always make the argument that the big reason for that is you're, you're dealing with, I mean, if you want to include water parks, you can um, three versus six parks, right? Um, you get an annual pass for Disney um, and there's a lot more that goes along with it. Plus you're, you're paying a Disney premium. It's a different experience. You can make all these different arguments and, and come up with why economically it makes sense that the Disney is almost twice as much. Um, well, and plus now it's going to be more than that because they're going a la carte with stuff like PhotoPass and, and, and right. other stuff. Exactly. Price is going up. In my opinion, value is going down. Yep. And then I look over at Universal and I'm like, prices are still good. I get a renewal discount. You know, they're working on a new park over there. They've had some fun events that have been going on that I've enjoyed. Um, experiencing Halloween Horror Nights a couple times this year actually increased my feelings towards Universal. Um, so here I sit, ladies and gentlemen, Justin Monorail, Universal Pass holder, not currently Disney Annual Pass holder, and really, like you said, you're on the fence. I am teetering on whether to renew right now. I just don't know. I mean, I I literally just said wow, but at the same time, I can't say I'm super shocked because I'm I I I said I'm kind of in a similar boat with you. There's just so many things that have happened with Disney 
over the last year, yeah. 18 months, that has just really kind of left a bad taste in my mouth when it comes to Disney. I mean, don't get me wrong, when I get in the parks, it's always like, okay, this is this is this is my jams. This is why right. I come down here. This is why I enjoy it. But it's everything outside of the park. And I know. You know, Walt designed it. It's like you're in that bubble when you get down there. Everything's fine for for three, four, five, six hours. When you're inside the park, you leave the baggage of the world uh, at the turnstile and you can pick it up on your way out and you can just be happy and carefree while you're inside the parks. But it's just getting harder and harder and more expensive to do that. Yeah. And and especially when i mean going back to the conversation about chapik and the higher ups when it feels like the people whose hands are on the wheel of the boat they don't have the best interest in mind that yeah. that that makes it even harder to swallow yeah i keep hearing people toss around this idea of disney becoming a luxury vacation vacation resort and that's what they're trying to move towards what, like sandals or something no just the idea of like creating this whole new category if you think about like the cruise line industry and how disney the disney cruises are like 50 percent to 100 percent more than going on a like a comparable like royal caribbean or even more than that if you compare it to like carnival disney considers themselves like this whole other tier of vacationing and it feels like the parks are continuing to move that way and i hate to be this way but Walt didn't intend that. <laughs> it was supposed to be a place for families to be able to go and have fun together. I'm just saying. I I, I know. I get it. Come you on. You can take the man off of Twitter, but you can't take the Twitter out of the man. <laughs> Come on, Grandpa. Come on, Grandpa. I get it. I'm just I'm just saying. No, no. I, I, I hadn't thought of that. And especially when we talked about how it seems like, like they are more interested in profit. I mean, I get it. Disney is a business at the end yeah. of the day and they have shareholders yes. that they have to they have to please and they announced that they're going to put like 33 billion dollars into projects for Disney Plus in movies in the next year. That takes 33 billion dollars <laughs> you got to get from somewhere. So I understand you got to raise the money to do that, but it's the same it if that's the way they're going, it's not going to work out well for Disney. Well, I wonder if it opens up the opportunity for someone to come in and fill a void that is currently being created between the experiences. You've got Universal, you've got Disney. What's the, I mean, I don't really put Six Flags in there. Six Flags <laughs> is comfortable doing their own thing and I think they're they're happy feeling filling their their niche that they fill. Six Flags when you go it feels like a glorified carnival kind mm -hmm. of when you compare it to like the experience at Universal or Disney. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, one of these things is not like the other. Hell, I will, I'll put I'll put Dollywood a level above Six Flags. Yeah, I think mm -hmm. so. D Dollywood Dollywood has over. really stepped their game up the last few years. Yeah. But um, that is a very regional, very specific yeah. spot for people. Yeah. It's the same. You could say the same about like Cedar Point. I think Cedar mm -hmm. Point is like a level above Six Flags because they do a very specific thing. Yeah, they're 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 more for the thrill seekers, roller coaster heads. Yeah. King's Island's probably in another category. And then you've got things like Knott's Berry Farm that probably mm -hmm. is something else. But I I'm just saying, like, who's gonna build that next family resort? Or maybe is it just Universal takes this opportunity to fill that gap? Because 
Universal's marketing strategy was always like, oh, uh, pixie dust and magic not your thing? Come over here. We, we've got the fun, thrilling rides and come ride the movies. Maybe they start bringing a little more of that appeal to the younger family audience and bring those people in. There's a, a lot of dollars to be spent right now. People like me are open to the idea of looking at options. See, I was so. going to say, if anybody's going to step up and fill the void that it seems like Disney is willingly creating, it is going to be Universal. And I always thought of Universal as kind of being the little brother to Disney. And and that's 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 not a that's not a slam, that's not a dig, even though I know some people are gonna perceive it as. Even though like I still to this day the best attraction in all of Orlando, Florida history was the Jaws ride at Universal. But then I went and experienced Diagon Alley. Then I went and experienced uh, the Harry Potter stuff. And I walked in there, the fully immersive stuff, the rides, I was like, okay, this is the first time I felt like Disney has to answer this. And I think Disney answered it with Galaxy's Edge. I think they answered it with Toy Story Land. But I think this iteration of Universal has shown they can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Disney. And quite frankly, if they keep pushing out the, the, the high quality stuff that they're doing for this price point, if Disney keeps going this way, Disney might need to be looking over their shoulder because little brother might be closing the gap. And yeah, it might be and happening I've, sooner than they think. I agree, and I've always made the cho the the joke that Disney doesn't consider Universal a competitor, and I almost think that you could reinforce that statement by talking about what Disney's doing now because they're not really paying attention to what Universal's doing. Of course, they they keep their finger on the pulse. They know what Universal's up to, but Disney is kind of their own thing. They, I don't think that they really look as you, at Universal as peers, per se. I think they do look at them as like a little brother. Universal has Epic Universe on the horizon. And <laughs> with what little we know about Epic Universe, um, there are going to be more areas, more lands that appeal to younger audiences. There's going to be the Nintendo land. There, apparently, there's going to be the How to Train Your Dragon um, and some other things like that. I, it just makes me wonder, like, is that is that the thing that might start to rebalance the scales a little bit? It, it, it also depends on what Universal does when that park opens, because I think they'll it would be stupid for them not to increase their prices, right? They, they I mean, will. yeah, yeah. If, if, if they're going to add another gate, they're going to have to up their prices. And I know they just said if if they can keep cranking out this type of quality for the same price point, they're going to close the gap. But I mean, I'm, I'm no dummy. I understand how business works. Also, yeah. are we sure that Epic Universe is actually going to open? They say it is. They, I okay, mean, the, right. the space is still there. They've actually, uh -huh. they've started talking about like they're, they're starting coming the in 2032. Yeah. It's <laughs> yes. It's a ways off. Sure. We may be talking six, seven, eight years. Who knows? Uh, because of, especially because of the pandemic. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. That pandemic thing, uh, kind of, kind of a, uh, threw a, threw a kink into the system, but I don't know. Maybe there's some footsteps coming, you know? I, and maybe it will be a while, but I just, I, or does Disney create some sort of an experience that's like for middle class and lower families? Um, because they're obviously creating some sort of a, a distinction for people who can pay a little more. So I, I don't know. It'll be real interesting to see what happens over the next 
two, three years. Um, mm-hmm. And 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 I don't want people to think that we're you know uh, predicting the end of Disney or anything. No, that's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. no we are not doing that at all. We're just no. saying that the winds of change might be coming. Might be. Coming. Well, and and I I put it the way I did for a reason, like balancing the scales. Because yes. if you go if you go look at like theme park dollars spent and the most popular parks, Disney's like way up here, and then Universal Studios yes. is is next, but it's still quite a step down um, in terms of attendance and and the the money that they're making in the parks. Um, and all I'm saying is that might start to even out if if Disney keeps going the way they're going cuz they're going to they're chasing more and more dollars nickeling and diming people are going to still spend it people are still going to go but those people who are looking for more value for their dollar might start reallocating those dollars to something that's a little more reasonable that's what i'm saying yeah and 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 i think that's fair cuz i mean it's like it would i mean i i got a disney trip planned the week this podcast drop, I got a Savvy's workshop lightsaber sitting in my office. So, I mean, it would, it would be insanely hypocritical of me to be like, people aren't going to spend these monies, uh, money on these experiences because clearly I'm spending these money on these experiences. But at the same time, eventually everybody hits their breaking point. And it does seem like I'm not saying Disney's get com- getting complacent while Universal is swinging for the fences more so, but it's like, Okay, the Guardians roller coaster looks cool. Um, the Tron cycle looks cool. Um, Remy's was all right. Where Universal's over here building a whole daggone land, and they're bringing so much more to the table. Yeah. Uh, while Disney's like, hey, we got this Star Wars hotel that most of you will never be able to afford. Right. So. Yeah, come on. They They... Everything you're saying, I, I agree and co-sign. So, and here's what I'll say to wrap up my uh, my uh, derailings conversation <laughs> about the AP. Is this that, is what it felt like when I would do it to you? Yeah. Oh. How do you like it, buddy? <laughs> That's uh, fun. <laughs> I've had fun. <laughs> I will say, let's be honest. Sometime, whether it be tomorrow or whether it be January or February, I will most likely get a Disney AP. Is it going to be? Because right now, my pass, it was the premier top pass that you could get, the most expensive one. Will I be going that top level? That's debatable. Will you have that option even? I I mean, I definitely won't go with the the Pixie. Is it the Pixie Dust? Pass? I don't know. Their names are stupid and they're still stupid. Yeah, the Pixie Dust Pass because... Um, I work a job where I work during the week and I actually need, if I'm going to go to the parks, I need access on the weekends. So -hmm. I can't do that. Uh, But pirate pass and sorcerer pass. I mean, you start to make that debate. Like I could save 300 bucks and get the sorcerer pass three or $400. And yeah, I'm losing out on, the week of Christmas and Fourth of July. Well, I can't go anyway because they're exactly not yeah yeah. As we already talked about yeah, there's no availability unless you book it. What I guess it would be sixty days in advance, and you have to yeah. be up 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 ready to go. Yeah. So if I can't do that anyway, why do I worry about getting the exactly. pass? Mm-hmm. So anyways, um, I I will. You all know I'm going to get a pass, but it's just do I start making those choices and 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 going with the lower option because I've got to save some money somewhere because I they're pricing me out in some ways. I spend enough money on food as it is at Disney. I don't need to be (laughs) 
forking out this much money for a pass. Yeah, you're spending uh, more money at Disney and uh, and you're getting less on it. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, yeah. Oh, this company. But uh, speaking of the Christmas week, uh, something that is coming back for this week at Christmas is uh, for the week of December 22nd through the 31st, Mickey's Once Upon a Time Christmas Time Parade will be seeing some daytime performances in the Magic Kingdom. This will technically be the first daytime parade to return to the Magic Kingdom since uh, COVID-19 shut the parks down back in March of 2020. Uh, Disney did announce at D23 last week that uh, the Festival of the Fantasy will return in early 2020, but has not given a specific date just yet for that. And uh, I know we just went on a, a tangent about how Disney's charging extra for everything. Good news is there will be no additional charge to view the parade and anyone in the Magic Kingdom will be able to view and watch the parade and it will be performed at 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. daily. Uh, but what used to be a nearly 20-minute performance has been cut down to uh, just under 10-minute parade as Disney cut nearly 90 uh, performers from Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time parade, as well as some units from the performance. So uh, yeah. good to hear that the parades are starting to come back, even if it is just for a very brief special appearance. Um, uh, kind of sucks that it's being cut down to 50% of its runtime, but... Uh, I'm, I'm just glad to see more parades coming back. Uh, normalcy, as I like to call it, <laughs> is coming back. That's right. It's good. Um, it does suck that it's kind of being cut in half, but, but it is a step in the right direction. While we're talking a little bit about parades, when are we going to get a nighttime parade in the Magic Kingdom? I know. Come on, y'all. Like, like, on. I, like, and... I mentioned it last week. They announced that the Main Street Electrical Parade is coming back to Disneyland. I'm very happy for y'all at Disneyland. I'm also very jealous because yeah. the Main Street Electrical Parade is awesome. Why not just give the people what they want and give give both parks that? It's awesome. Just 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 give us that parade, Disney. Yeah, I just want a nighttime parade. I yeah, they they do need a nighttime parade because it, there's there's something missing at the end of the night without that parade for sure it feels it does feel like some, it's like the something feels just a little bit off at night if you don't have a nighttime parade right before the fireworks it just doesn't feel right um plus maybe it would clear out the hub a little bit open up some space so people could fill that in right before Ooh, <laughs> right before the fireworks man holy crap the the crowd in the hub when 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 me and my mom went down there to watch the or, well it was it was it was for uh the not not so scary party so there was already a lot of people there for that but i mean oh my god it's <laughs> crowded the hub. it's insane it's insane but uh yeah. uh for the last part of uh the news at least we're gonna head over to epcot a lot of christmas stuff happening truly a sign that uh christmas time is here figment has broken out his holiday sweater on um <laughs> on a, a journey through your imagination um debuted last year took the internet by storm quite frankly i hope this is something that continues as long as this attraction stays open um maybe gets improved in the future that'd be nice uh um another sign that uh uh 
Christmas time is here. The big man himself, Mickey Mouse, has been... Wait, no, no. Uh, Mickey has been uh, moved to a new meet-and-greet location in Epcot, now next to the Imagination Pavilion, where uh, you can go check out Figment and his sweet holiday sweater. But Santa Claus now has a character meet-and-greet at Epcot. It's one of those distance meet-and-greets, of course. You can't go up and give high fives and hugs to the big man or Santa himself. So, uh, you know, uh, distance selfies, uh, you can do those and then uh, some characters have uh, donned their finest festive gear. Uh, we've seen Joy from Inside Out and Winnie the Pooh breaking out their uh, festive best for the uh, 2021 Epcot International Festival of the Holidays. Joy is decked out with garland and streamers as she prances around in front of the Journey into Imagination with Figment attraction and Mickey meeting. A lot happening the Journey into Imagination uh, Pavilion. And then Winnie the Pooh alternates meeting times with Joy in the same area and has a Santa hat with jingle bells on. So How cute. Right, yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever seen Joy in, in, in the parks, ever. I've seen Winnie uh, several times, but never Joy. So hopefully I can uh, get a Joy sighting <laughs> when I'm down uh, next week because we're all looking for a little Joy in this life. That's true. You would be overjoyed. I would be overjoyed. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen her uh, doing her thing outside of the Imagination Pavilion in that grassy area. And then before the pandemic, I actually saw her inside the Imagination Pavilion. She's got a little station in there. The the, the funny thing about this um, new meet and greet location for Mickey Mouse, I guess new technically because he wasn't there for a while, but that Magic Eye Theater where they show the Pixar shorts. Yeah, the Pixar shorts. He was there. He was there before the pandemic. So it's not really new. It's just coming back to that location hmm. i don't know i don't know why they say new but um other than again he hasn't been there for a while but yeah um i've got pictures i can prove it we met mickey there <laughs> well I'm, I'm i'm not doubting you so settle down but uh <laughs> but i'm excited i'm always excited for more, more opportunities to meet the the mouse himself so mm -hmm. yeah and and i i was gonna ask since he is being put in that location does that mean that the pixar shorts are going to be going away but i i assume there's there's space for everybody in that situation yeah. so <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of a weird conglomeration over there with uh you know pixar has kind of invaded the um play pavilion when you exit um, journey into imagination. Yeah, because I've seen uh, Wreck It Ralph and uh, yeah. and and Vanellope. Vanellope. Yeah. yeah, I always call her Pene but Vanellope. Uh, yeah, meet and greets uh, exiting uh, in, uh, into imagination. Yeah, yeah. So they're there, and then you've got Mickey over at the Pixar Short Theater. So who knows? We're just mixing things, mixing it up. We're all having a good time. No harm, no foul. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, as long as we're having fun, <laughs> that's the important part, right, kids? <laughs> and then finally, for the last middle. Last little bit of Epcot Christmas news I have uh, for the Epcot Festival of the Holidays. Spaceship Earth will receive a special holiday lighting composition. By the way, we haven't had a chance to talk about this, Jay. How amazing does the girl look all lit up? I have to tell you that I was skeptical about this when they started adding those points of light to Spaceship Earth. Because I was like, it's pretty enough as it is you're gilding the lily here like why why are we adding stuff to spaceship earth i was wrong they were right it is beautiful <laughs> it's amazing it's gorgeous i i it really it's breathtaking it is it is the easily head and shoulders above all the other beacons of light in the parks in my opinion it's it's just you, you could go and just hang out in a good spot with like a nice cup of hot chocolate and watch the spaceship earth beacon of light and have a good night at epcot and that would be fine mm -hmm. um and I didn't think they could improve it. And they're adding a holiday show to it? Man. Amazing. 
And, and and speaking speaking of Spaceship Earth being lit up as a beacon of light, I, originally I was going to throw out a fast pass standby snack break and and break the format and add all four of the beacons of light. But then I thought about it. It's like Spaceship Earth is the clear winner here. Like like what's what's yeah. even what's what's even the point? Like there's they, no like, contest. That was maybe the highlight of the trip me and my mom took down in October is we just timed it just right. We were coming out of the land pavilion, walking towards the front of the park. We, we, you know, it's Walcott. So, so we're <laughs> weaving in, in the maze of walls and, and we just come out and we see Spaceship Earth. And right as we see Spaceship Earth for the first time that day, it lights up and just everybody around us just stops and you hear yeah. audible gasps. Yeah. And it's just like the hair on my arm is standing up talking about it. It's just phenomenal. And, and you are right. Uh, seeing the pictures, Imagineer, Zach Ridley, diddly do put it up <laughs> on his Instagram, showing it lit up uh, red and white striped like a candy cane. Um, uh, cannot wait to see this. Uh, the uh, Christmas beacon will be running through December 30th. So uh, uh, it'll be running a little bit after Christmas. So uh, if you're getting down to celebrate New Year's, not necessarily Christmas, and you're in Epcot, you will be able to see Spaceship Earth decked out like a just, mm, that girl looks good. <laughs> a beautiful Christmas uh, magical elf. I don't know what she is, but she, yes, she's wonderful. And um, yeah, I of all of the, the 50th celebration things that have been changed or altered. I, I mean, I love the added embellishments on Cinderella castle that you can see during the day. Mm -hmm. um, I think it looks really nice, but yeah, the beacon of magic, we keep saying beacon of light and that's, of course it makes sense, but the beacon of magic that is uh, yeah. spaceship earth at night is just it. I mean, it's, it's, it's worth admission to Epcot by itself. Like if, yeah. if, well, well, I was going to say uh, with your annual pass, uh, you can hop over, but I guess you don't have one. Right now. Um, <laughs> well, the funny thing is just talking about it. I'm like, yes, I got to renew my pass. I got to go. <laughs> I got to go see this. And Mika's like, oh, we got him. Uh, but uh, but it's like there, there are days where it's like I, I, I don't have a park reservation for Epcot, but I'm thinking, you know, I might just I might just park hop over in, in the evening just so I can go look at Spaceship Earth. I'll let up. Yeah, just just just. Go look at it, grab a Do drink, it. walk around the World Pavilion, then go back and look at it again. Yeah, look at it one more time. And then watch Harmonious, because if we're going to have to suffer through the barges, might as well watch the show. You might as well get your money's worth. Watch Harmonious. Yeah, I agree. Um, ooh, yeah, that, this, is a, this is a good high note to end on. Very, We're going to end very positively with the news here, because uh, I was going to ask you this. Um, with the fact that they brought back the Holiday Storytellers to World Showcase... Um, with the all the food that they have for the holidays in World Showcase, um, I would like to know. And you know they they've brought back the the puppets in Animal Kingdom, and they've done their decorations that they that they did a couple years ago. Magic Kingdom, of course, has a few touches uh, with you know the magic. They've got of course the beautiful tree and the and the decorations down Main Street. I want you to rank the four parks in terms of holiday Christmas time overlay top four. Or you can go four to one. Give me your list. I'm putting you on the spot, mm. Cap Captain Poochie. You are putting it. me on the spot. All right. Um, hmm. Number one, I'm going to go Epcot. Number two, I will go 
going to go Magic Kingdom. Bonus points for uh, for the Jingle Cruise. Oh, yeah. Um, mm, I think I go number three, Hollywood Studio, and number four, Animal Kingdom. Yeah. For for holiday overlays? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel confident with that. Is Epcot now number one because of... Does it increase its lead because of the holiday light show on Spaceship Earth? Increases its lead, yes. Not because of the holiday light show. Because I was down in 2019 for the festival of the holidays and just seeing all the Christmas trees. Like, like I could appreciate a good Christmas tree, but seeing all the trees, seeing all the Christmas decorations up for Epcot, like, got me. Yeah. And and I was just very impressed and blown away with what they were able to do in Epcot with all especially with all the trees. So Yeah. So okay. Epcot was number 1 for me and then they're like, "Oh, by the way, we just made Spaceship Earth that much more awesome." Yeah, and Living with the Land has its Oh Christmas. yeah. Oh, yeah. you got to do Living with the Land at night. Well, yeah. well maybe if there's not full-blown brawls at the uh <laughs> right when you when you're getting off. <laughs> or or maybe maybe that's a draw to you i don't know maybe you can join disney fight club you weirdos mm. what about you it's for me it's a battle for first right now um i think last year during the holiday season i said that my leader overall was hollywood studios because i love the retro decorations that they yeah. do mm-hmm. um on hollywood boulevard Those i love I love the touches around Echo Lake. You put a little Santa hat on Gertie. Yeah, um, yeah, Gertie, Gertie with 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 the Christmas decorations is really strong. However, and and they started doing the the cool Christmas um, light show projection show on uh, the Tower of Terror as well. However, you don't have any rides that change in Hollywood Studios because it's Christmas time. So. I think I go Epcot number one now, mostly because of Living with the Land and Spaceship Earth. And then I go Hollywood Studios two, and then I'd go Magic Kingdom three, and I would also put Animal Kingdom four, although Animal Kingdom has closed the gap with the stuff that they do around the Tree of Life and the um, the animal puppets and all that sort of thing. It's a good, it's very good if you get to see that stuff, but I don't think it would put it above Magic Kingdom. So my, that's my ranking. It is Epcot first along with you, but then I'd do Hollywood Studios second, Magic Kingdom third. You're flip-flopping uh, my two and three, or yeah. well, I'm flip-flopping your two and three. Yeah, yeah. So um, for me, the reason I asked the question is because uh, because of the changes to Epcot over the last couple of years, the enhancements, um, that's what's put it at number one now for me. Plus, you got the cookie trail. You can do the oh, holiday yeah, cookie, the cookie trail. trail. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, come on. Cookies, cookies, hot chocolate, and a and a beautiful holiday overlay on Spaceship Earth and living with the land. It's, come on, hard yeah, to beat. Yeah, you can eat your cookies, drink your hot topic, and <laughs> gaze lovingly at them barges. Drink your hot topic. Did I say hot topic? <laughs> you did. <laughs> That's pretty good. You're still thinking about Black Friday and retail and. Yeah, what can I say? Uh, seeing seeing some of the reports from this past weekend was giving me flashbacks to my uh, retail <laughs> career. <laughs> oh man, so glad I'm out of the retail space nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed having Black Friday off this year. That was that was a nice uh, tradition. I would like to continue. 
thoughts and prayers to those listeners out there who are in retail and have to deal with Black Friday and agreed and all the craziness that will happen until after Christmas. Yeah. Thoughts and prayers if you're in retail, regardless, but doubly so this time, because <laughs> dealing with the public is the worst part of any job. But Jay, I'll tell you one uh, one public that I don't mind dealing with. It's our family right here in uh, in the sovereign nation of Polandon. All yeah. the Landonites. Or, oh, or, I love them. Yeah, right? I love the citizens of Polandon. Mm-hmm. They're good folk. Well, well, and and one of those good folk uh, is uh, is my friend and yours, Kevin, who I saw was on uh, on the newly fired up uh, Monorail Patreon show. Is that right? That's true. We're uh, we 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 cranked it up. We've got we got the thing rolling. We had to get out and push it a little bit because <laughs> it was, you know, it'd been sitting um, unused and and unfired up for a while. But uh, Kevin Kevin got out and pushed with me, and we actually got the Monorail rolling um theme park rob kind of lubed it up a, f- a couple weeks ago too um but it is true um the rumors I-, I know that they're they're swirling around out there on the internet about like what's going on with that morning monorail is something happening and there is something happening and i and i would love to to tell you about it so here's the good word we are firing the patreon back up we have changed the landscape of the Morning Monorail Patreon. So now what you used to experience was three separate tiers at three different prices that would give you three different suites of content at the Monorail Patreon. Those days are over. And now we have one tier and it's just called the Monorail Family. Bringing us all together for $2 a month, which by the way, doesn't start until January. You get a free month of December for whatever content we put up. But starting in January, two bucks a month. But you can start now. And we're going to have some monorail podcasts that are going to be similar to the old show with Landon and I, um, kind of like driving the the old monorail there. And then there's going to be a couple other things that maybe you didn't get before, which is going to be bringing on some of the monorail family members to talk about topics they want to talk about and maybe do trip reports. Um, I might throw in some extra things here and there, just if I get, you know, some sort of inspiration, I want to make something. I am going to be blogging a couple times a month. I'll probably at some point fire up the old GoPro and do um, some more vlogging. Um, And all of that is going to be included with the $2 a month price, including access to our Discord community, including invites when we do exclusive monorail meet and greets, which are going to happen in the new year assuming i re-up my past we can do it at disney <laughs> um, yeah yeah i did want to bring that up but but uh i don't think disney's gonna let you in just because you asked nice don't they know who i am yeah yeah don't you uh ask to speak to a manager that always works <laughs> but yeah uh, a lot of exciting things um i did deactivate the monorail twitter and the monorail instagram but you can follow me uh right now on well don't not on Twitter. Twitter. Not on Twitter. You can't. Not on Twitter. But I have changed my uh, my handle on Instagram to Justin underscore Monorail. So you can find me there. And um, also join the Facebook because for now it's still up until we find a uh, suitable replacement. Morning Monorail family on Facebook. You can join there and keep up with all the Monorail action. And Landon, I just want to say thanks for inviting me on the show. This has been an awesome reunion and I'm looking forward to getting a lot more recording time in with you next month as we do some morning monorail shows. 
Yeah, fun time as always, man. You always have a uh, standing invitation to come on uh, Daz Does Disney and uh, remind me how, uh, how how to do it, so to speak. <laughs> so uh, it was uh, it was fun, man, and I look forward to doing it again in the future. Absolutely. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Um, uh, go check out uh, Steffers on uh, Adventures with Steffers, a.k.a. Avengers with Steffers. Uh, that's her podcast, kind of taking a hiatus right now. So uh, this is a perfect time to go back and check out on some episodes that uh, you previously missed out on. Like me, for example, I went back and checked out the episode that you, Justin Monorail, ah. were on with Steffers this week, where you talked all about Halloween Horror Night and Boo Holes. Yeah. Which you had never awesome. heard that term? No, no, I never heard that <laughs> term, and that has now worked its way into my vernacular. So thank you for that. I, I kind of wish I, I had that one locked and loaded for Halloween, but <laughs> 2022, look out, because uh, boo holes abound. Uh, follow me on Twitter, L-A-N-D-O-Z. Please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me on uh, Twitter, 280 characters at a time. I also appear on The Phil Show, News Talk 98.7 WOKI radio station locally here in Knoxville, Tennessee, streaming 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time at Newstalk987.com. Also available in the iHeartRadio app and the Newstalk987 app as well. But I'm only going to be on the show Monday and Tuesday this week because Wednesday morning, bright and early, I'm flying down to Orlando, Florida, to the House of the Mouse, where I will be uh, gallivanting around into parks and uh, participating in the wedding of one uh, Steffers. Or Stephanie, I think I actually have to call her in in the script. That's that's you're gonna me mess up. that up. Oh, I'm so gonna mess that up. I'm calling it right now in front of you, God, and the podcasting community. I'm, I'm calling it right now. But uh, yeah, that will uh, be interesting to say the very very least. Should be fun. Yeah. Oh, it's it, it, it's gonna be something. I'm excited. If I remember that there's event an event this weekend. Um, you know, maybe maybe I show up, but okay. Well, well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll I I I know the person whose wedding it is. Maybe 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 I can slide you in the back door. <laughs> okay, sounds good. Okay, all right. So for uh, Justin Monorail and the absent Steffers, my name is Landon Doan. Thank you so much for joining us once again on another episode of Daz Does Disney. Thank a cast member. Thank a team member. Disney and Universal, pay them a living wage. Be decent to each other. It costs you nothing to be kind to each other. You don't know what it, what the other person has going on. And take care of your mental health. It's very important, especially in this day and age. Don't be too hard on yourself. There are other people that will do that for you. So uh, until then, we'll see you next week. You've been great. We've been Daz Does Disney. See ya. I am ready. Woohoo! I have to. Oh, wow. The meeting is being recorded by the host or a participant. I get to opt out if I want to. I could leave. Well, well, I mean, we'll see how the first couple of topics go. And then if you want to bounce, you. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm out. Okay. Does that make me uh, Stephen A. Smith and you skip Bayless? You know, there's there's a lot of stuff I can do well. Heck, there's even a couple things I can do very well. But when it comes to graphic design, that is one thing I cannot do at all. Thankfully, I have a friend in Matt and love of the mouse multimedia. You know and love their work. 
the sleek and soon-to-be-beloved logo for this very podcast, Does Does Disney, that was them. The classic morning monorail logo and all its variants, that was Love of the Mouse too. And not only does Love of the Mouse have an incredible talent for graphic design, they're easy to work with and collaborate. They listen to your ideas and suggestions, then they bring them to life. So if you're looking to start your own blog, podcast, YouTube channel, Etsy shop, whatever creative outlet that you're thinking of, Love of the Mouse can help your brand to stand out in the crowd. Connect with Matt on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram by searching Love of the Mouse Multimedia or at L-O-T-M Multimedia or visit loveofthemousepodcast.com or email loveofthemousepodcast at gmail.com to contact him about your design needs. We're talking logos, social media promos, advertisements, websites, and so much more. And if you're uh, looking for some more awesome Disney content, make sure and subscribe to his show, Love of the Mouse Podcast, on your favorite streaming applications. And tell him the Dawes sent you. I, I, I don't know if that'll get you anything up. I just always wanted to say that. We'll be right back.